With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And good afternoon, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Brunch with Tony. I am your host, Tony Defio. So thank you, everybody, for joining me. And before I get started, just wanted, as always, I want to remind you to please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we bring you so many podcasts each and every day. And it's not just on YouTube, but we have a we have many. Uh, we, we, you, you can find our podcast on so many podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, uh, iHeartRadio. So uh, please, uh, please check that out. You, you have Steelers Preview. You have the Steelers Hangover hosted by yours truly and Brian Anthony Davis the day after each and every Steelers game during the regular season. There's the, the live mic hosted by uh, W. BTSC co-editor Michael Beck. There is Let's Pride, hosted by co-editor Jeff Hartman. There's the Scobro Show, hosted by co-editor Dave Schofield and his brother Rich. There's, uh, uh, gosh, so many. Uh, there's the the Retro Show, hosted by me and Brian Anthony Davis. There's the Know Your Opponent, um, Know Your Enemy. Well, I'm having a Slow start. I'm having a rusty start to my show, just like the Steelers on Monday night. Uh, I know your enemy, hosted by Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict. It's always great football talk, so please check that out. And of course, please check out Behind the Steel Curtain, the website where we bring you uh, news, breaking stories, uh, transactions, injuries, commentary, film breakdown, everything you need. Where the one shop stop for 
all your Steelers needs. So please check that out. And thank you for everybody in the live chat for joining me. There's T-Money, my good friend Terry, Jared Devil, George Teston, Ollie Howard. I haven't seen him in a while. Kathy Ford, Erica. Thank you all for joining me. And as always, I just have a few topics I'd like to touch on on today's show. And the first thing, of course, is the Steelers' week one victory over the Giants last Monday night at MetLife Stadium. It was a uh, it went about as well as I expected it to go. Uh, I figured it would it would be a, a sluggish start at the beginning on both sides of the ball, and then the Steelers' talent would would take over. Their superior talent would take over, and they would pull away. And that's pretty much what happened. And it really it wasn't that sluggish of a start. I think you know if that game had taken place on week eight, I don't think anybody would say, "Oh, it's because they didn't have any." preseason it's just you know sometimes nfl games get off to a a slow start and and you know uh i thought ben roethlisberger looked great you know you know he had he had if anybody was gonna be rusty it was him i mean he he missed an entire year with major elbow a major elbow injury and he had that, that it required surgery and extensive rehab so if anybody was gonna be rusty it was him and you know he looked kind of rusty for, in the beginning but not again it wasn't that much different from a lot of starts to uh games for for ben roethlisberger so uh I, I was really encouraged by his performance i thought he 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 was fairly accurate he he the throw to to chase claypool his his first ever catch in the nfl on the sidelines i mean it was a it was a great it was great on both ends it was the, the throw by roethlisberger couldn't have been more accurate and of course the catch by by claypool was i mean what a what a what a first catch to have that's like hitting a home run and you're your very first at bat in the major leagues. I mean, he, he, he got both feet down. He was diving on the sidelines, got both feet down and, and held onto the ball as he, as he was being tackled to the ground. So uh, it was very Antonio Brown like as far as some of the Houdini catches he's made, or he used to make anyway, when he was playing in the NFL. So I thought it was a, 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 a great debut by him. Uh, obviously Juju Smith-Schuster with two touchdowns. Answered a lot of critics, you know, after one week, it's only one week. So you can't really make any, any bold statements, but I thought he had a, a great first game given how much he was criticized for his performance last year. And, and for, for his courses, always his omnipresent, uh, social media personality. So I thought it was a good, a good start by him. I thought James Washington, the, the touchdown he had was, was spectacular. It was such, not just second effort, but second and third effort to catch the ball, break the tackle, stay on his feet and, and dive into the end zone. So he had a, he, that was a great catch by him. I thought Deontay Johnson was obviously, he was uh, very shaky in the beginning with some drops. And, and of course the fumble on the first, the Steelers first punt return of the season, he fumbled, which set the uh, giants up at the three yard line, but you know, that's going to happen. He's a young player. I know there's a lot of hype about him surrounding him, but he, he is a young player. So uh, you can't, you can't expect those guys to be perfect. Uh, I thought people, a lot of people were concerned about the defense, but I mean, you know, for, for today's NFL, you know, I think it's, 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 it's the perfect defense. It, it, it's, it's fast. It's relentless after you know, it was getting after the quarterback is it, it, they're getting better at tackling each and every year, I think. And of course now they're, they're taking the football away, which is something they struggled with for years. Uh, you saw that Monday night and you saw how, how valuable that was and how, how critical the, 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 the turnovers were the, uh, the pick by T.J. Watt early in the game that that set up the 
the Steelers' first touchdown. I mean, that was a you talk about a, a freakish athletic play I, to jump up at the line of scrimmage and and snag that ball from from Daniel Jones. I didn't even see it. I was looking downfield because I was just anticipating where Jones was going to throw the ball. So I didn't even see what jump up and, and stab that ball. That's how quick that was. And of course, later in the game, uh, you know, they 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 were the Giants was late in the third quarter. They were they were on a 18 play, 87 yard drive, and it was it looked like Steelers who were w- winning 16-10 at that point looked like they were going to surrender the lead. And of course, uh, what happened? Bud Dupree put the pressure on J- Jones, uh, forced a bad throw, and <laughs> of all people, Cameron Hayward. Picked it off in the end zone, and the Steelers not only snuffed out a score there, but they turned that into three points. It went from a possible one-point deficit to a, a nine-point lead. So it just shows you the importance of 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 takeaways in today's NFL because you can't you can't stop a team for sixty minutes very often anymore. This isn't the nineteen seventies any longer, where you can just shut a team down. Although I, I'm guessing Saquon Barkley probably feels like it's the 1970s after that first game when the Steelers limit, limited him to six uh, carry or six yards on what 15 carries. I mean, they really they were they were determined to take him out of the game, and they did. Uh, I, I can't imagine Barkley having a worse game in, in his career if, if he plays another 10 years, 12 years. That was just a, a masterful performance by by Tyson Ulu Hayward, Tuit, Dupree, Watt, everybody involved with, the, with, with stopping him, they, they should be commended. And of course, the game that Dupree had, I don't, I don't think he gets you know nearly enough credit. Uh, that's usually how we do it in, in Steeler land. It's, there's always one running, uh, one linebacker that gets overshadowed by the other. Uh, Lamar Woodley was often overshadowed by James Harrison. Uh, Joey Porter overshadowed James Ferrier. Jack Lambert overshadowed Jack Ham and Andy Russell. I think the only time that 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 two linebackers got equal billing in in it, with Steeler fans was Quiver and Quake with Greg Lloyd and uh, Kevin Green when they were doing their thing in the mid '90s. But uh, Dupree, based uh, coming off of his career year last year with 11 and a half sacks and just playing all around great football, stopping the run and and everything that's involved with his game, he he picked up right where he left off last year. He he didn't get any sacks in Monday's game, but he had, he had a few pressures and made a couple of tackles in the backfield. So uh, I look for some, some big things from Dupree this year. Obviously I think he's going to be gone after this year. Cause I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to afford him because they're going to have to pay TJ Watt and a few other guys, but, but I think he's going to have another great year. And it's not because he's looking to get paid. It's just, it, it took him a while. Some, some players, it, it takes a while to, to, to reach your full potential. And I think he finally did last year. You could thank Keith Butler for that. Maybe the switch from Joey Porter to Keith Butler, outside linebackers coach. Um, but whatever you want to credit, it's it, you can see the results are, are are pretty telling. So overall, I thought it was it was a great game. Um, you know, there's some things you you could probably clean up. Uh, but again, though, you're not going to shut. You know, as far as the defense is concerned, and and again, I know a lot of people were, were concerned about the defense. But you know, one of those touchdowns came on a a uh, after a very questionable pass interference penalty on on Joe Hayden uh, in the, in the first half, and the second one came. Not it wasn't quite garbage time, but it was it, it almost was at that point. It was twenty six to ten, and the Giants scored a touchdown to make it twenty six sixteen with just under two minutes to go. And 
and they missed on the two-point conversion. So I guess you can't quite say it was garbage time, but it, it kind of felt that way. So I'm not that worried. You know, the great thing about having YouTube now and having great access to, to a lot of old Steelers videos, Steelers games, is I can go back and watch some network broadcasts of some of these legendary teams, like the teams from the 70s. I'm not talking about NFL films, where everything's distilled down into great highlights. I'm talking about the actual network broadcast. And if you actually, if, all you have to do is watch a quarter or two of one of those games from the 70s, and you'd see a lot of future Hall of Famers missing tackles and giving up touchdowns and throwing interceptions and fumbling and being called for penalties. So, you know, uh, I think we have this, we, we, we think that, especially nowadays with, with, with everybody having a, an opinion at, at the ready at, you know, on social media, we think that, that we kind of over-dramatize every mistake and every touchdown that's given up or every penalty that's called. But I think this, I think we're going to see a lot of, uh, another great dominant year from this defense. So, the only uh, unfortunate thing to come out of Monday's game were, were some pretty serious injuries on the offensive line. Uh, they were already missing David DeCastro. He missed pretty much all of training camp with, I don't even know what the in inj injury is at this point. I heard it was a knee. I heard it was an ankle, but I haven't heard a whole heck of a lot about, about the seriousness of it other than he didn't play Monday night and he's not going to play uh, Sunday against the Broncos. So uh, so he was out, and late in the game, Zach Banner, who who won a a from what I, from by all accounts a very good competition between him and and for for the right tackle spot, he he won that. And but late in the game, he suffered a season-ending ACL tear, and that was unfortunate. And right before that, Stefan Wisniewski, the the quality depth that 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 they signed for for such occasions as missing a player like the Castro. He went out with a, a, a chest injury, a pectoral injury of some sort. I don't know if it's a tear or how serious it is. Tomlin seemed pretty, pretty optimistic at his press conference on Tuesday, but now he's on the IR. He was placed on the IR on Friday. So I don't know how long he's going to be out. Is that a season ender? Is that a few weeks? Who knows? So you had some pretty good depth and uh, along the line. Now you're missing uh, not only your best lineman in DeCastro, but you're missing your your top backup along the interior line. So that's concerning. I, I'm not really that worried about right tackle because, uh, you know, Zach Banner pretty much had no track record at, at that position. So had Shooks, a core four, won the spot and, and suffered the same injury, would be just as concerned now about Zach Banner and his experience. So I'm not really that worried about a core four. I think... He, start, he started four games uh, over his first couple of years, and he did okay for himself. And, and as I mentioned, he had a, a pretty he, – he, he almost won the, the job out of training camp. So I think he'll be fine at right tackle. The problem is is the depth and, and right guard with, with Kevin Dotson. You know, they like Kevin Dotson. They, they think highly of him. A lot of fans do. I love Kevin Dotson, but – but he is a, a total unknown. I mean, I, I'd like to say he's going to do great based on his college career. I mean, he was a four-year starter. He was highly decorated. Uh, you know, he looks like one of those guys that could very easily be a, a, a plug-and-play guy for 10 years, like, like Ramon Foster was in 2009. Nobody even knew about him back then when he was 
an undrafted free agent out of Tennessee. Nobody knew he'd had the career that he, he would go on to have with Pittsburgh, but, but, uh, but he did, but, you know, when it, when it comes to Dotson, we're never, we're not going to know until we, uh, until we know. And he's going to get that chance to show us on Sunday because he's going to get the, the start at right guard. So you're going to have from center to left, you're, you're going to have some, you're going to have veterans. So you're going to be, you're going to feel fine there. Uh, but from right, uh, from, from right guard over to right tackle, it's, it's going to be, you're going to have two young guys. So there is cause for concern. And, uh, you know, they had to, the Steelers had to activate some, some linemen, uh, Derwin Gray, uh, they, they, they re-signed Gerald Hawkins. Uh, they, they, they called up uh, JD Hass Hauer. He's an interior lineman. So, you know, the depth there is, is totally unknown, but that's what happens when you, when you suffer three injuries, you know, back to back to back. So that's something uh, worth keeping an eye on. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, so the key is obviously having the, getting the Castro back as soon as possible. If you, if you get him back, then I think as far as your starting five, you're, you're going to be okay with Villanueva, Filer, Pouncey, DeCastro, and, and Okorafor. I think you're okay there. Uh, then it's just a matter of, of how bad is Wisniewski's injury. If he's out for the entire year, well, that might be a problem because the JD fellas, another unknown and, 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 you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of him if he has to go in there and play. So I think the key is getting DeCastro back and Wisniewski back as soon as possible. So we'll see. We'll see how Dotson and, and, and Shooks do on Sunday. Uh, best of luck to, to both of them. So those are pretty much all my thoughts about the uh, the Giants game. I, I thought, again, I thought it was a a, a, a really good uh, first game. It wasn't a work of art, but as I wrote last week, they didn't color out the lines that much either. It was a a pretty good uh, start to the season, other than the injuries. So that is my first topic, and now my second topic is something that I find fascinating, and that's that's the ratings. As you probably read, if you've been paying attention, the ratings were were down a bit for the for the for the NFL in Week One. Depending on who you talk to, they were either tanking. Or, or they were down a little bit, depending on your perspective. I don't know how, yeah. Uh, like the Steelers game was down 17 percent from their from the year before, so I don't know how you can call that tanking. Uh, but it, they were down, they were down. But but the weird thing is they were up from that same game two years earlier in 2018. I think it was the Lions. My my notes: the Lions and the Jets. So it was up from that game. Uh, the the, the, the kickoff game on Thursday night football with the Chiefs and, and Texans, that was down, I want to say, 16% or 12%. I don't know. These numbers are all over the place. But, again, that was up from two years earlier. So what to make of the ratings? Um, uh, the, 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 the Cowboys, the, the, high, the most high-rated team, in the, the team that gets the, the best ratings in all of NFL, they had a, a Sunday night game in week one against the Rams. I mean, two – Two national teams, one team coming from a major market. The other team has a huge national following. And their ratings were down. So you might say, well, it's all because of the, the social justice issues. People are, are fed up about that. And they, and, 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 and they told you they were going to tune out, and they did. And I'm not naive, naive enough to think that there isn't a certain segment of the, of the fan base that did that. Because I know how people are. And people would deprive themselves of 
of the joy of watching football just to prove a point, just to say, look, I, I don't want to see this stuff. I told you I wasn't going to watch. I, I'm not watching. So I, I, it'd be stupid of me to think that that wasn't part of it. But is it the sole, is it the sole reason why the ratings were down? I don't know. Ratings are, are down for everything in, in TV anymore because the, the pie, if you're, if you're listening on, on, on a podcasting platform, I'm making the circle of a pie and, and, and it used to be like three or four slices, three, three or four big slices. That, that's, that's how the entertainment pie used to be. Now it's, it's everybody gets a tiny sliver of the entertainment pie because, you know, we have obviously network TV cables, a major player now, and you have streaming television. So everybody's out there trying to get your ratings. So the ratings are down for everything, but as far as the NFL is concerned, they're still, they still dwarf everybody else. And the one thing that, that, that kind of goes against all this, the stuff about the, 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 the social equality uh, the demonstrations that people say that they're, that they're boycotting the NFL over is the, the Bucks in the Saints game from last Sunday on Fox. Uh, that drew 26 million people. That was Fox's uh, highest rated week one game since 2016. So, so how do you explain, how do you explain, um, explain that? You might say, well, it was, it was history. Brady, Brady was making his debut with the Bucks and he was going against Drew Brees. It was must see TV. Okay, fine. But, if you're done with the NFL, then you're done with the NFL. There aren't, there shouldn't be any exceptions. You know, uh, uh, it can't be like Dwight Schrute in that one episode of, uh, of the office where he was shunning Andy Bernard, but he was unshunning him to talk to him and then shunning him again. You know, either you're, either you're boycotting the NFL or you're not. So if you were boycotting the NFL, you shouldn't be drawn in by a compelling matchup. So I, if I was doing, if I had, if I hypothesized, well, that was a, a big word to try to say on, on my podcast. But if you were, if, if you thought that, that a certain thing would act a certain way under certain conditions and you tested four of them and three of them acted the exact way you thought they would. And the fourth one acted the exact opposite. You wouldn't, you couldn't, you shouldn't, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't, if you were a scientist, you probably wouldn't draw conclusions just yet. You would want to do more research. So as far as uh, these ratings are concerned, I want to, again, I'm not discounting that people have, have turned away because of the, uh, you know, the anthem issue and, and all the, the, the demonstrations, the names on the helmet and some uh, players kneeling. I'm not discounting that, but I just want to see how this all plays out as we move forward. Will, will the ratings can continue to drop? Because if this was a, a widespread sentiment, like everybody was saying all summer, like you watch. We all feel the same way because you know how people are. If they have a worldview, they feel like everybody, the entire world feels the same way they do. So you watch, we're all going to, we all feel the same way. If that was really the case, then I think the ratings would be down like 50, 60, 70%, not 15 or 20%. So that's something I'm sure, I know the NFL is paying attention to that. I'm certainly going to be paying attention too because I, I, I just, again, I just find this, this may be the most fascinating topic I've ever seen that really, doesn't have anything to do with sports, but does. It's it's not really part of a an actual the actual playing of any game, but it, it's it's involved with sports, and it just it really fascinates me. So I'm going to be keeping my eye, eye on that moving forward. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. 
you know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And that brings me to my next topic and again thank you all for sticking with me and joining me on this i have so much to talk about now this is great i mean i i i spent all off season honing my skills on my uh, on my own podcast and now i finally have so many topics to, to discuss i can't i can't fit them all in but another thing i wanted wanted to talk about were the uh the, the lack of penalties called in week one overall I was uh, doing some research on uh, Yahoo and a couple other sites and and holding penalties were down 78% across the league. 78% from the year from the year before. Overall, there were only 199 penalties thrown in week 1. And that and that includes the ones that were declined. So that's what about 12 a game, which isn't bad. The Steelers and and the Giants had seven total penalties. One of them was pretty questionable. But then again, I saw a couple a couple replays where some Steelers defenders may have should have been perhaps called for for illegal contact or holding and they weren't. So that kind of brings me to my point where I mentioned it in a previous podcast and I, I've actually written about this a few times over the years. Uh, I, I read this book back, I think I'm going to say 2014, 2015 called Scorecasting, where the the the, the the people who wrote the book and did the research for the book, they they wanted to know why teams did so well at home all throughout sports, why they had such an overwhelming advantage. And they're, you know, when it comes to the NHL and the NBA, they they acknowledge that that travel had a little bit to do with it, do with it because those leagues schedule a lot of back-to-back road games, you know, like a Tuesday and a Wednesday, you have to go, you're, you're playing in Minnesota one night and, Houston the next or whatever, you know, so that they, they factored that in, but they said from, from their, based on their research, the number one factor in, in home teams having such a huge, huge advantage is the, is the officials are influenced by, by the fans. You know, if you have 50, 60, 70,000 people all wanting a result to go a certain way, you might influence a, uh, an official to, to call something in your favor. Maybe a ticky tack call goes goes in your favor because because the uh, it, it, it would fa- it would favor because you're the home team. So it goes in your favor. So uh, just like the ratings, I don't want to base in, I don't want to jump to any conclusions after one week, but it's gonna be it's interesting to see if uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if that continues moving forward because you you know, it was a, it was a pleasure watching Monday's game. I mean, again, there were only seven penalties. There wasn't one single challenge by either coach. 
not even the Claypole play was challenged by by Joe Judge. I figured that uh, at that point in the game, a new head coach, he'd want to, you know, just challenge it just to show his guys that he's out there fighting for them. But he didn't even challenge that play. I mean, it was, by you know, it, it could have been, it could have very easily been called incomplete, but but based on the replay, uh, it would have been hard to over. I mean, it could have been called incomplete on the field, you know, but it was called, it was called a catch. And, and if, and, and, and going back and reviewing it, it would have been, it would have been hard to overturn, but it was still pretty close. So uh, that was a joy to watch. And, and, and I just, I hope that continues. I hope the, the low penalty uh, continue. I read somewhere that there was an emphasis a couple of years ago on, on a certain holding call and, and, and it made the holding calls go up substantially. And that, and that really bogged NFL games down. So uh, they, they kind of asked their officials to, to de-emphasize whatever hold they were, they were calling, but I don't think that was, that was much of a, uh, an issue. I don't think that was much of an emphasis uh, in week one, I, I think it's just it's just a coincidence that 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 these uh, officials kept their their flags in their pocket. So uh, I hope that continues. And I have one more thing I want to talk about. Then I'll, I will open it up to some questions. And that is tomorrow's game or Sunday's game, I should say, with the between the Steelers and Broncos at Heinz Field. It's it's the Steelers. Home opener, of course, and you know, as I just said, there won't be any fans in the stands. But I, I still think uh, the Steelers are, are are at a huge advantage here because uh, the Broncos have to have to fly cross country and, and and play uh play out of their time zone. And you know, they they came off a pretty ugly loss on Monday night. Uh, the kicker got Kowski, the Titans kicker, missed four four kicks. And they still lost because he kicked the game winner at the end. And uh, it wasn't a pretty game by either either team on Monday night. But I thought that the Titans, the Titans uh, had the better of the play, and, and they probably would have won again. They would have won rather easily if not for Gutkowski and, and all the kicks that he missed. But the 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 Broncos have some some. Injury problems of their own. Uh, they're missing Von Miller. Obviously, he's out for the year with a after having surgery to to repair a dislodged tendon in his ankle, which just sounds so painful. I mean, anytime you have an injury uh, where something's dislodged, that has to be extremely painful. So I can only imagine <laughs> what he what he's what kind of rehab he's going to need to to get back to one hundred percent. But they're without him. And they're going to be without AJ Bowie, their cornerback, who se- who suffered a separated shoulder against the Titans on Monday night. So he was placed on the on injured reserve, so he'll be out for at least a few weeks. So I think I think the Broncos are are, are ripe for the picking. You know, uh, I think I think their defense could be exploited. Uh, Derrick Henry had I want to say what did he have? 118 yards on 31 carries for the for the Titans. You know, so he didn't he didn't gash them. He averaged three point seven yards per carry. So it's not like he gashed them, but but I do think I do think they can run on them, and I think they can pass on them. Obviously, with, without AJ AJ uh, Bowie in, in in the lineup, I think you know the Steelers' weapons that they run four deep now. I think that's pretty obvious. 
after after Monday night that they're that they're certainly four deep at wide receiver, and, and of course they have Vance McDonald and Eric Ebron. So I think there's there's definitely plenty of uh, of passing weapons to to throw out the Broncos defense. So I look for the Steelers to, to try to take advantage of that. As far as the Steelers' strength on defense, getting after the quarterback, um, I don't know. They the Broncos gave up 41 sacks last year, which is a lot, but they didn't give up any the other night. And and the Titans only 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 hit Drew Locke four times in the game. Um, Jeffrey Benedict on on Know Your Enemy on Wednesday he mentioned how well Munchak's line uh, off units start protecting the quarterback as he gets into his second or third year coaching that team's line. And uh, you saw that, you certainly saw that here in Pittsburgh, how, how, you know, Ben was, uh, Ben Roethlisberger was under siege constantly. Uh, and then uh, Munchak took over as the offensive line coach and he jo- he enjoyed many years of, uh, of a low sack percentage. Now, of course they, obviously they drafted a lot of, a lot of, uh, really good offensive linemen, so that 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 played into it. So we'll we'll see how that how that goes because certainly the Steelers' strength and, and the thing that they like to do is is put pressure on the quarterback. Nobody gets after the quarterback like the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, dating back to 2017. So uh, the Titans certainly don't don't have the Steelers' uh, pass rushing prowess. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can if they can. Uh, get after the young quarterback and sort of force him into some mistakes. So that's one thing to look at. And another thing to look at for the Steelers on offense is who gets to start at running back. Will it be James Conner or will it be Benny Snow Jr. who had 113 yards on 19 carries last week and looked really good. He looked really explosive, really fast. Um, and James Conner looked, looked timid right from the very beginning. Uh, he even said, over the week uh, during the week that he didn't know quite when he suffered the ankle injury that, that forced him out of, out of Monday's game. He only carried the ball. I want to say six times for nine yards. And then he was, he left the game with the, with, with an ankle injury. And as of Friday, he's it's still not a hundred percent. And he, you know, he said he's making progress, but I, it hasn't yet, has yet to be determined as of, as I'm sitting here doing this pro- podcast anyway, if, if Connor will start on Sunday, but if I were the coach, I would go with Benny Snell because I think he, he looked, he looks like the better running back right now. And I think you have to go with your hot hand. I think you owe, you owe that to your football team to, to, to give it the best shot to win. And I think I'm not saying long-term James Connor isn't the Steelers starting running back, but for week two, it should, it, it should be Benny Snell. So there you go. Uh, Ezra, or no, I'm sorry, Bill Davis, the Snell cow. That's right. Uh, Mike Tomlin called, <laughs> that's a great comment. Mike Tomlin called James Conner, his bell cow running back right before the season. And, uh, and, and he inadvertently gave Be- uh, Benny Snell a, a new nickname thanks to his awesome performance on Monday. So I think, I think the Steelers are going to be fine along the line, at least for, for Sunday. I think they're going to be okay. Uh, and I think they're going to control the game. And I think it's going to be a lot like last Monday's game. I think it's going to be fairly close early. And I look for Pittsburgh to, to, to pull away. And, and don't worry, I'm not going to be like, like the, uh, uh, the one bear skit on SNL picking a, a lopsided score every week. 
but I, I look for I do look for the Steelers to win rather handily tomorrow. They're seven point favorites, and this isn't a betting site, but I look for them to 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 cover those points. I look for them to win uh, somewhere like 28-10, 27-10, to ten, something like that. I think I think that's that's the kind of game it's going to be. So that's all I wanted to talk about. And now I will take some questions before I sign off. So let's see what you got, guys. Here we have here. Here's here's a comment from Ezra. A long time. Oh, I keep doing that. You guys are you're really fast with your comments. Here's a comment from Ezra. If we sit Connor on Sunday, that won't be good for his confidence. Well, I mean, I don't think they can worry about his confidence right now. They have to worry about winning games. And and Mike Tomlin has to, has to worry about having his team's confidence. And if his team thinks that he's playing favorites with certain players, then they're going to lose confidence in him. So I think you have to you have to go with, with uh, Benny Snell. <laughs> I think you have to go with the guy who's showing who's exuding confidence right now, and that's and that's the uh, the great great nephew of the of the Super Bowl three hero. So here's a a, a comment from DJTY. T only Tony, just FYI, I think I made the same mistake. I think the NFL got rid of PI challenges in April or May. I was looking for them two on Monday. Well, no, yeah, they 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 what they, what they got rid of, not that not the um, they I think they they got rid of ch- challenging pass interference. That that was a that was something that was a disaster last year because first of all the officials the few that they did call seemed to be iffy and, or the, or the, the few that they, that they overturned on replay were iffy and, and they just refused to, to, to overturn any as the season went along. So here's a $5 super chat from snowman. Uh, uh, what happened to the Friday shows? I, I, I don't know. Um, we've had some changes. Uh, what, what show are you, you're talking about the live mic with Michael Beck. I think, I think maybe, I think they switched that to, to audio only. I want to say, but uh, I think he's, I think he's doing an audio only version of that. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to check into that. And here's Ryan O'Toole. If they bench Connor for a bad start, should they bench the, the rest of the offense? Cause they all had a crappy start. It's not a matter of a, a bad start. It's a matter of, of can you, can you rely on him health wise? And he, he hasn't proven that yet over the first three years of his career and and benny snell just looks like the better back sometimes you, it's not about just benching him because he had a bad start it's benching him because he, he can't stay healthy and the guy behind him looks like the better player right now so that's why you bench him not because of the bad start yeah sometimes players have bad starts and you have to keep going back to them but but it's just a, it's just how, how it goes sometimes in the nfl you know that's why sometimes that's why Jerry Glanville said it stands for not for long, not for long, because sometimes uh, a player will come along and, and 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 take your job. I'm not saying that's happening right now. I'm just saying for week two, Benny Snell look looks like the better player, and he he should get the start. And we'll see what happens. Here's a a a comment from 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 Nathaniel Zarati. I think if Ben calls all the plays, we will start off a lot better in the first quarter. Well, he's not going to call all the plays, but there are situations late in, you know, like during two minute drills where he does call 
uh, the lion's share of the plays. And 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 they the offense does does run really well under those circumstances. But that's just not how they do it in the NFL anymore. I mean, it used to be quarterbacks called all their own plays. Mark Malone called his own plays, but now they don't. Now you know, coaches feel like it. You know, I I heard coaches even say this. They feel like there's just too much on a quarterback's plate. In modern NFL uh, offenses, you know, running running the the show for in modern offenses to to call their own plays. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. It could be just that coaches are control freaks and they might they want to micromanage everything. I don't know, but but the offense does do really well. And this goes back to even when Todd Haley and Bruce Arians were the coordinators. The offense does function really well when 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 Roethlisberger calls calls a a lot of his own plays. Let's see here. Here's one from Michael. Michael. Tool. Dotson only played five snaps at the end of the game, but in those five snaps, he looked really, he looked honestly a lot better than Wisniewski. He'll make a few mistakes against the Broncos, but it'll be okay. Well, I mean, it's hard to base anything off of five or six snaps, but yeah, I mean, you know, you never know when a, a, a player is gonna. Um, you never know when you're gonna when you're gonna find your next great young player, and maybe it's Kevin Dotson. I mean, here's a guy that's certainly used to starting. He started for four straight years at Louisiana, so he's he's definitely. I think he 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 he's not going to be awed by starting in the NFL, and I think it's going to help that that he won't be doing so in front of a, a stadium full of fans. So that that'll help him out a little bit. So you never know. I mean, if if it's a small sample size, but we'll see how how that carries over in, into Sunday's action. And I'll take one more from just me, and then I will bid you all adieu. Any predictions on us, meaning the Steelers, having a number one receiver? Or will they all be uh, twos again? I mean, it all depends on what your definition of a number one receiver is. Does it mean number one in terms of pro bowler, difference maker? Or in terms of volume, I mean, I think I think Juju Smith-Schuster is their number one receiver in terms of uh, the, the playmaker. I think he's shown that. As far as volume, it might be Deontay Johnson. I don't know. I mean, you know, they're not gonna if somebody steps up and proves that he's a a, a bona fide superstar. They're not gonna they're not gonna you know limit him. They're gonna they're gonna utilize him. So uh, that's all I had for today and. It was a fun show. It was a, it was a, uh, I enjoyed talking to you all and, and I will talk to you again on Monday on the Steelers hangover hangover with Brian Anthony Davis. Enjoy Sunday's game. Go Steelers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.